Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC Football Podcast. My name is Joey Weaver. I'm a Georgia Tech grad and a Louisville fan. He is Mike McDaniel. He is a Virginia Tech grad and a Notre Dame fan. Mike, first question, is week five the most interesting week in the ACC so far this year? Joey, we're going to learn a lot about the teams in the ACC this weekend. A lot. Uh, Starting with Miami and Duke on Friday night, going to learn a lot about both of those teams because... I'm still not really convinced Duke is any good, and Miami has played two games. Uh, We're going to learn a lot about Virginia Tech. Yes, they beat West Virginia, but they've played three horrible teams since then and won each of them handily. Is Virginia Tech as good as they've been hyped up to be? We'll find out. NC State, can they avoid a letdown against Syracuse? That's another game we'll kind of be keeping tabs on here. And then UNC and Georgia Tech, can UNC find a way on the road in Atlanta to pick up a much-needed win against a very good opponent in Georgia Tech? Obviously, you hope not, but we'll find out, Joey. We will find out. I Yeah, I definitely hope not. Uh, yeah, Mike, we have five conference games this weekend I think that's the most we've had so far this season and every single one of them is kind of its own brand of interesting and uh, its own brand of something that we're going to learn about both teams involved I think so uh, all aboard the school bus kids we're going to go do some learning today Uh, we're going to start yeah I don't don't know where that came from it's cool don't worry about it Uh, let's start with the first game as you mentioned on Friday night seven o'clock on ESPN as the number 14 Miami Hurricanes a six-and-a-half-point road favorite in Durham, North Carolina, to take on the Duke Blue Devils, uh, who have been pretty pesky so far this year, have been pretty uh, pretty impressive in the early goings. Um, Mike, this is, again, we talked about games where we're going to learn something about both teams. Um, this is by far the toughest game that both of these teams will have played so far this year. Uh, most importantly, I think this will be the best defense that Miami has seen this year. It'll probably be the best defense that Duke has seen this year as well, for what that's worth. Um, I am very intrigued to see how this game turns out. Um, are you a bigger fan of Miami and their their talent gap that they have against Duke, or Duke and some of the experience and some of the maybe potentially better coached nature that they bring to the table here? Uh, probably Miami, even though they're on the road, just because I think they have more talent across the board, uh, especially at the skill positions. Now, the one thing I'll be interested to see in this game is whether or not Duke's rushing defense can stop Mark Walton. I mean, we saw what Mark Walton did last weekend with a bum leg against Toledo. He had 11 carries for over 200 yards, a couple touchdowns. Uh, you know, if he puts up a similar performance, Duke's going to have a really, really hard time winning this football game. Um, the Blue Devils' defense has been a lot better than I think a lot of us expected it to be this year, at least through four games. Um, you know, they did pretty well 
against Baylor, a team that was probably the best offense they had seen in the first three weeks just because Northwestern was so bad. But, you know, they go from Northwestern to Baylor to North Carolina last weekend, and Duke was able to pretty much hold their own, which I think is a really positive sign. So, you know, Duke probably has the best quarterback in this game, and Daniel Jones, I don't think there's any question because we just don't really know enough about Malik Rozier yet. Uh but outside of Daniel Jones, I think I trust Miami and their skill position players a little bit more than I trust Duke and theirs. So I'm going to take Miami to win this game um, on the road at Duke. They're a six and a half point favorite. I like Miami to win and cover there. I think this is likely like, you know, around a 10 point game. But I think Duke hangs tough here. I think they should be pretty solid in this football game, especially if they can find a way to start stop Mark Walton. Mike, if if. If it's me looking at this game, the key to this game for Duke in particular is going to be stopping the running attack of Miami. Uh, as you mentioned, Mark Walton had a huge week last week against a, a pretty undermanned Salido defense. Uh, 11 carries for 204 yards, that ain't bad. But if Duke can stop the run and force Malik Rozier to beat them with his arm in, in really kind of some of his first uh, action where he's really being forced to do much, this against a good, uh, you know, well-coached Duke defense, in particular in the back, um, I think that Duke has a decent chance to just win this game outright. Um, I worry that we're overrating Miami to a certain degree. I think Miami has plenty of talent, especially on defense, to slow down Duke and give them a lot of problems moving the ball. Um, but Duke on defense right now, I'm looking at S&P Plus in rushing success rate, opportunity rate, and stuff rate, basically – uh, measures of how well they defend the run and, and uh, you know, cause other teams' problems. They are ranking second, third, and first nationally in those three measures. Duke's run defense is very, very effective so far this year. If they can continue that to a certain degree and at least contain Mark Walton, keep him to maybe around 100 yards you know, on maybe 20-some carries, um, Duke's going to have itself in good position here. I, I think that they're going to be uh, – if they can force Miami to beat them through the air – I think they give themselves a good chance to win this game. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. Um, I, I think I'm talking myself into this right now. I probably shouldn't do this, but I'm going to take Duke to cover. Oh, man. And I'm oh, a man. little tempted to take Duke to win this game outright. No, you're um, not. No, you're not. All right. I'm not going to do it. Um, give me Miami to win this game. Uh, let's go 28-24. I think it's a close game, maybe uncomfortably close. Um, might even be talking about a late backdoor cover by Duke here. I am, I'm not going to lie, Mike. I am tempted to take the Blue Devils outright in this game. Um, I think it sets up strangely for a Miami team that hasn't really blown us away in either game they've played so far. So I don't mind their chances, but ultimately the talent differential, I think, is enough that Miami will, will come up with a stop and, and move the ball well enough to uh, – to win the game outright, but give me Duke plus six and a half. Hey man, you're just out here buying that win against Northwestern. I mean, I see you. <laughs> I see you. You know, Duke blows out bad Northwestern. Joey's in. This is true. That like Miami is not even close to not being the best team that Duke has played so far this year. I mean, this is this is moving up immediately from Double A ball to the majors in a pennant race. So. Um, yeah, that's probably not a very smart pick, but again, weird place to play. Miami's still breaking in a new quarterback. Give me Duke to cover. Um, and you're taking Miami to cover? 
Oh, yeah, Miami wins and covers here. I don't All like right. Miami. I don't like Duke either. Duke's rubbing me the wrong way, so I don't like Duke either. Same. Duke and I, I are like not friends. These teams. Yeah, these teams, you know, can go play in traffic, as they say. <laughs> Um, by the way, I'm recording all these uh, these you know picks against the spread so far, and I, I went back and tallied up how we're doing so far. Uh, you're currently ahead of me by one pick this year. You're 19, 13, and one against the spread, and I'm 18, 14, and one against the spread. So about to be by uh, two picks because you're out here picking Duke to cover against Miami, Joey. Oh, that's big talk, Mike. Big here talk. Here we go. Here we go. You saw what happened last Friday night. Stuff gets weird in the ACC on Friday nights. As my you know, Virginia ACC goes after and dark, covers 12 and wins outright by like. 30 points or whatever it was. So, yeah, get careful. You know, be careful. Watch yourself. Uh, speaking about ACC after dark, we got to talk about the headliner game of the weekend, getting the college game day treatment, you know, getting the ABC Saturday night, you know, headliner game of the weekend in college football. As the number two Clemson Tigers, a seven-point favorite at 8 p.m. on ABC, on the road in Blacksburg, you'll be there against your Virginia Tech Hokies, Mike, at number 12. Uh, Clemson, this is their third big-time Saturday night game in four weeks. Uh, two weeks ago, you'll recall that they kind of uh, blew out Louisville in the second half um, and, and kind of cruised to a victory there. I'm going to be honest with you. I told you that game was not going to be close. I'm not going to tell you the same thing about this one. Um, in particular, I like Virginia Tech's defense a lot more than Louisville's here. Uh, I, like, uh, I like Bud Foster a lot better than I like whatever Louisville's defensive coordinator is now, he's not very good. That's fine. Um, ultimately, though, I have big questions about how well Virginia Tech's going to move the ball on Clemson's defense. So maybe a lower scoring affair, but I kind of like Clemson to win and uh, maybe cover here. Seven points is probably about right for me. Yeah, um, I like Clemson to win and cover as well in Blacksburg. Um, I think the key here is how well is Virginia Tech going to run the football against that Clemson front. Uh, I, my guess is that Justin Fuente is going to try to get his athletes out in space and try to stretch the field in the running game laterally rather than right up the middle in between in between the tackles. Um, I, I don't think you're going to beat Clemson running the ball right at one of the best defensive fronts in the country. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, I expect a lot of like jet sweeps and trying to beat have your guys beat theirs in the open field, um, at least in the running game. Now, whether or not that works is a whole other thing. Uh, Clemson's defense has been really good this year, and I think that's the reason why they're going to win this football game. Uh, I do think Virginia Tech's going to play well. Um, I, I agree with you with Virginia Tech's defense being much better than Louisville's, and because of that, I think Virginia Tech hangs around this football game. Uh, I think the only way this really turns into a Clemson blowout is if Virginia Tech turns the football over, which, you know, knock on wood, they, they've done a really nice job of protecting the ball and valuing their possessions this year, and that's why they've gotten off to the start that they have specifically with that huge one against West Virginia and then, you know, beating down um, Delaware, East Carolina, and Old Dominion, you know, three teams that don't belong on the same field as Virginia Tech at this point in time. So I like the Hokies to keep this thing close. Um, I agree with you. I think with a seven-point line currently, I, I do like Clemson to win and to cover that spread. Uh, I do think Virginia Tech will have an opportunity in the fourth quarter. I think they'll be hanging around. But I think what ends up happening in this game is Virginia Tech just can't quite get over the hump, and maybe Clemson scores, you know, a late touchdown or a late field goal to kind of put it out of reach and cover that seven-point spread if that's what ends up being on Saturday. So uh, give me Clemson um, on the road to go into Blacksburg and be beat Virginia Tech. Uh, not really a uh, a jab at Virginia Tech or, 
I, I don't think there will be anything lost on them. I do think they'll play well, and I think if they do, they're going to prove that they're one of the best teams in the ACC, which, you know, given the way things have gone this year, I mean, if, if Tech plays well on a big stage, this could be really good and uh, re- put the program in a really good place. So uh, give me the Hokies to hang around. I like Clemson to win into cover barely uh of course i'll be there in attendance so i'm hoping for the upset but we'll see what happens on saturday night i think i like clemson like 27 17 i don't think it's as high scoring again as that louisville game got um worth noting like you said virginia tech opened up you know sunday the day before labor day with west virginia a really exciting big win for them in the time since they've played an fcs team and two teams outside of the F- the s&p plus top 100 uh, they played on the road at East Carolina and at home against Old Dominion. Very, very different competition than number six Clemson in by S&P Plus, uh, number two in the polls. Um, I'm skeptical. I'm not going to lie, Mike. I'm a little skeptical about Virginia Tech and what they're going to be able to do. Um, in particular, you know, they put up 31 points on West Virginia's defense. You know who put up more points on West Virginia's defense? Who put up more points on West Virginia's defense, Joey? That would be the Kansas Jayhawks last weekend. Whoops. Um, so I'm I'm a little skeptical here. I, I do like the defense, but I I you know I question whether they're going to be able to play a full sixty minutes and hang with Clemson here. Yeah, and this is going to be a quick PSA before we wrap up and move on to the next game, Joey. A uh, quick PSA because I know a lot of Virginia Tech fans listen to this podcast. Um, the one thing to remember, and I know this is probably the biggest game that Virginia Tech's had, and you know, five, maybe 10 years, um, definitely since 2011 um, when they were one of the better teams in the country and they welcomed Clemson to town then with Taj Boyd and a younger Dabo Swinney. Um, Virginia Tech and Clemson are two completely different stages of their program. Um, I mentioned this briefly in the recap, but I want to bring this back up again real quick in the, here in the preview. Clemson is in win-now mode, and that's like win an ACC championship and get to a playoff and win another national championship, and that's the stage you're going to be at as long as Davos when he's the head coach there. There are going to be very few rebuilds there at Clemson. In fact, this year might be a rebuild for them, but they're at the contend-now mode, whereas Virginia Tech, as quick as this rebuild has gone so far, they're still in a rebuild. Um, this is you know year two for Justin Fuente. He's in his second full recruiting cycle. He doesn't have his guys in yet. But he's making the best out of what he has on the roster. And there are plenty of skill position players that can hang with teams like Clemson. But, you know, Virginia Tech is not going to have as good a chance to win on Saturday night as they will a year or two from now against a team like Clemson. So I think Virginia Tech fans need to keep that in mind, keep things in perspective going into this game on Saturday, no matter what happens. If Tech loses by 20 or if they lose by 3, you know, you have to remember that Virginia Tech's still in a rebuild and Clemson is the much better team on paper in this football game a lot of inexperience specifically on the offensive side of the ball for Virginia Tech I think that ends up being the difference as to why Clemson wins this football game but you have to be encouraged by what you see so far if you're a Virginia Tech fan so keep that in mind when you watch this game on Saturday Mike and I think you put it best on our week four recap podcast saying that Virginia Tech is in a rebuild albeit ahead of schedule in their rebuild you know we saw really good you know performances last year in year one under Justin Fuente that was probably a little more than we should have expected, and I don't know if it's fair to expect the same this year. So if if things go a little poorly this weekend against a team that is a perennial national championship contender at this point, I mean, that's not a problem. for Not the end of the fans. world at all. No. Not the end of the world. 
Um, and really what you want to look for is, is just a, a, uh, a strong showing here on a national stage with home field advantage against a really good team. Um, and by the way, crazier things have happened here. Oh, and they did it once last year. I mean, Tech was right in that game in the ACC championship game. Gerard Evans doesn't, you know, fall under pressure and throw that interception there late. I mean, Virginia Tech has a chance to upset Clemson in the ACC title game last year. So they've already done this once against a team that's every bit as good. And there's nothing saying they can't do it again, especially at home. Moving on, Mike, to maybe the potentially most fascinating game of the weekend here in the ACC. I think fascinating is maybe the right word for it. 3.30 p.m. on ABC as the Florida State Seminoles, seven-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Winston-Salem against the undefeated Wake Forest Steam and Deacons. Uh, Florida State still looking for their first win. They've only played two games, and that was against the number one team in the country, Alabama, as well as uh, the potential buzzsaw NC State team that might be getting better before our eyes. Now they travel to Winston-Salem against a Wake Forest team that's looked really, really good so far this year. Um, I Am I crazy for saying this, Mike, but seven and a half points for Florida State in this game? Whoo, boy, I got to love the Seminoles against that line. I really like it a lot. I think Florida State's going to blow the doors off of Wake Forest in this football game. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. Just too much talent across the board. Hey, uh, Wake Forest, buckle up. This is not Presbyterian, okay? <laughs> this is this is a step up to the big the big leagues to the big time however you want to put it um they don't have deandre francois anymore but florida state has a bunch of talent across the board offensively and defensively you can't just lean on john wolford to move the football by himself against florida state that's for sure um i, I like florida state big here um to the point where like 46 and a half for the over under seems a little bit low because I think Florida State could potentially score 35 or 40 points by themselves if Wake Forest gets in the end zone once or even scores 10 points I think I like the over in this football game so give me Florida State big in this football game I think by two or three touchdowns I'm not sure it's all that close two two touchdowns might be on the low end Maybe I'm not giving enough credit to Wake Forest for what they've done so far in their 4-0 and start, but I think Florida State gets a win and a bounce-back win in a big way this weekend and you know, still makes a statement that they are one of the better teams in the ACC, which I think a lot of people are forgetting. I, I would agree. Um, Florida State is just going to be way too much, particularly on defense. Uh, Wake Forest offense is not complex enough. It's not talented enough. They're, I... I will be shocked, Mike, if we were sitting here Sunday night recording, talking about the 450 yards of offense that Wake Forest rolled up in this game. Um, I think Wake Forest, if they're going to win this game, it's going to be uglying it up. It's going to be forcing a couple turnovers, maybe getting a special teams or a defensive score or something. Um, I feel like Wake Forest is pretty outmanned in this game, just top to bottom. I don't think their offense is in any way capable of – you know, consistently moving the ball and creating, you know, a lot of uh, big plays or anything against Florida State. And, and I think the Seminoles offense is going to be able to handle Wake Forest defense fairly well, even on the road. Um, I, I just I don't see it, Mike. This is this is one of those games that I feel really, really good about. Uh, we, we mentioned on the recap, this is like pick of the week territory. And guess who's picking first this week? That's you. You're that would be me from me. Yeah, it's all yes. good. I'll find so, another juicy line here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll come back to that here in a, in a little bit. But uh, for now, yeah, I think both of us on the on the Florida State hype train here. Florida State covers big, uh, not a particularly close game. I, I would go maybe uh, twenty seven to ten. 
I think Florida State's firmly in control of this game. So you like the under there? I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Wake Forest defense is good enough, and Florida State's offense has been still trying to find its own way. Um, I don't know if I feel great enough about it to actually bet that number, 46.5, not very high. Um, and, and Florida State's offense, again, they moved the ball really well against NC State last weekend. They just didn't finish drives. And I, I wonder if they'll maybe be able to do that this weekend. Um, you know, time will have to tell. But uh, at the very least, Florida State covers 7.5 here. And, and, yeah, I don't mind the under 46.5, but I, I'm, not, I'm not looking to bet that this weekend. Fair enough. Moving on, Mike. As uh, at noon on ESPN two, the North Carolina Tar Heels on the road in Atlanta at my Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, who are nine and a half point home favorites, uh, coming off a big win over Pittsburgh. Meanwhile, UNC uh, sits at one and three off of a a bit of a rough loss to Duke last weekend at home. Uh, still looking for their first conference win. I um, Georgia Tech has lost this game to UNC three years in a row, even in the 2014 Orange Bowl year where they finished, I think, 10-2 and in the regular season. Uh, this was one of the games that they lost. They've had a lot of problems with Larry Fedora's offense. The difference is that those were Larry Fedora offenses featuring Elijah Hood and uh, Mitchell Trubisky and the likes of, I forget the quarterback before him, uh, Marquise Williams. There he is. Yep, got it. Um, guys like Bug Howard, guys like Ryan Switzer. Ryan Switzer was like Georgia Tech's kryptonite there for a couple years um good player yeah um and now unc totally rebuilding on offense they they have lost austin prohl for the year it seems like uh he will not be playing in this game at the very least uh meanwhile they've lost gene chiswick as their defensive coordinator the defense has not looked quite the same um georgia tech's defense looked pretty good last weekend i'm i'm skeptical to see if they can keep that up two weeks in a row but at the very least I'm expecting Georgia Tech to kind of run away with this one to some degree. Uh, that being said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the points, nine and a half. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'll probably take Georgia Tech to cover nine and a half here at home. Um, I think UNC is going to have a lot of trouble stopping this offense. Um, Taquan Marshall and Carvante Benson have been a pretty dynamic tandem so far this year. Uh, last week, Taquan Marshall talked about how poorly he played in a game where he – ran for over 100 yards, and Benson had almost 200 himself. Um, they combined for four touchdowns and over 300 yards of offense. So I don't mind hearing that in a game that they played poorly in. So um, I think Georgia Tech's going to be in control here. I think Georgia Tech covers 9.5 and and, um, and rolls here and goes to 3-1 and one as they look to play Miami here in a couple weeks. Uh, Georgia Tech's got a great rushing attack. North Carolina's defense leaves a lot to be desired. In addition, Chasserat's a true freshman, and I think Georgia Tech will make him look like one in this football game. I'm buying the Georgia Tech defense, I think, a little bit more than you are, but I think what you've brought up um, regarding the Georgia Tech defense, completely fair criticism or um, or comments, you know, questions that you have about, you know, what they've done so far. Uh, they have looked good, as you alluded to, but you want to see them do it consistently week in and week out against, you know, really solid competition. I think North Carolina still has a pretty good offense behind Chasserat at the quarterback position, but he, since he is a freshman, I think he'll make a couple of mistakes that will end up costing him the ball game, much like he did last weekend against Duke. So I like Georgia Tech to win and to cover in this one. Uh, I think UNC keeps it close, like within two touchdowns, but I think Georgia Tech wins and covers that nine-and-a-half number. Yeah, I don't mind it. Honestly, if you tell me right now that you promise that Georgia Tech will tackle as well as they did last weekend, I would feel a lot more comfortable with this game. Yep. Um, Georgia Tech is traditionally struggled to tackle in space 
to win those one-on-one battles. I don't, uh, you know, I, I think that they have a pretty good chance to do that this weekend against a, a less experienced UNC group. Um, so we'll have to see if that happens or not. But I think both of us have Georgia Tech to cover here uh, against a nine and a half point spread. If it got to ten and a half points, Mike, would that change your uh, change your mind? Uh, probably. I, I think at that point in time, that's when you start. I, I mean, from a betting perspective, I think that's when you consider um, North Carolina to cover. I, I mean, I do think like somewhere into the you know in the seven to eleven point range is like just about right, which is why I'd, I'd be a little bit nervous putting money on this football game, and I won't be putting money on this football game, by the way. But I will take Georgia Tech to win and to cover here. Yeah, I agree. I think at 10.5, I'd probably take the Tar Heels. But for now, let's take Georgia Tech. Uh, moving on, Mike, 12-20 on the ACC Network. The Syracuse Orange, a 13-point uh, road underdog in Raleigh against the uh, NC State Wolfpack coming off a huge win over Florida State. They return home, and uh, they're getting ready for a, a Thursday night game next week against the Louisville Cardinals. Mike, this is a big old sandwich game. This is it a is. big old sandwich yeah, game for the Wolfpack. Um, be very, very careful, NC State. Um, I'm just going to start there. Syracuse put up a decent fight last weekend in Baton Rouge against LSU. Um, NC State coming off of a big emotional win, you know, almost what you might consider a program-changing win, you know, something that Dave Doran's been waiting for. Next weekend they or next week they host a, a big weeknight national matchup against a team that I think they have a chance to upset as well. And in the middle you've got a potentially dangerous Syracuse team. Give me Syracuse to cover thirteen. I think NC State wins outright, uh, but not by much. Uh, give me NC State to win here uh, 38-34. That is a great pick. I like Syracuse to cover as well. Um for all the reasons you just said, uh, classic sandwich game here. NC State comes off of that program-changing win against Florida State. They host Louisville next weekend. It's pretty easy to get ahead of yourself when you got two ranked opponents in three weeks. Syracuse has a really potent offense coming to town. They haven't scored as many points as they would have liked over the last couple of weeks. I think Eric Dungy has had kind of a roller coaster ride the last few weeks. He's put up decent numbers, but I think he could be even better this weekend against an NC State defense that has been pretty good. I, I think Eric Dungey comes out and makes a statement. I'm almost tempted to pick Syracuse to win this game, but I think NC State's too talented across the board to ultimately let that happen. But would not be surprised if we look up on Saturday afternoon and we see that Syracuse has upset NC State in Raleigh. Uh, but give me the Wolfpack to win, but Syracuse to cover. 13 points is a lot against a team that can score as much as Syracuse can. I'll say that if NC State gets up for this game, um, the, the front seven on defense is enough that they should probably give Eric Dunchy a whole lot of problems. They should probably give the Orange rushing attack a whole lot of problems, and it really shouldn't be that close. That offensive line is super bad, Joey, for Syracuse, and it has been for a couple years now. I mean, it's super bad. NC State should win that battle up front. If they do, they win this game, but if they get a little bit out of kilter, I'd, man... Watch out, Syracuse could surprise you here in this one. Mike, you know that this is the kind of game that ACC Player of the Year awards are born from, right? Oh, God, here we go. My boy Eric Dungy coming to play. Oh, boy. This is happening. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) The Eric Dungy hype train has left the station. All aboard, Mike, all aboard. (laughs) All aboard since week one. Away we go. I kind of can't believe I made that pick preseason. (laughs) Anyways. It's all good. Uh, moving on, Mike. We got some out of conference games here. Wait, hold oh, on, sorry. real quick. 
real quick, hate to interrupt, but my ACC player of the year is out for the season. So you're in a better this spot than true. I am. I picked DeAndre Francois, as you'll remember. He had a pretty good three quarters against Alabama, I think. Um, sort of. <laughs> I don't think that wins awards like that, though. So, uh, yes, I, I do still have a horse in the race. Uh, he might break his leg coming around turn three, but, you know, we'll – We'll find out later. I've still got Eric Dungy. Eric Dungy for player yeah. of the year. I'll get, like, buttons made and wherever the games and stuff. Yep. It's cool. Yeah, your horse is still in the race. My horse has been euthanized. So <laughs> that's kind of it's kind of oh, where we're at here. <laughs> God, Mike. Well, this took a turn. Uh, let's just move Dropping on. bombs on the podcast. Let's move on and appropriately talk about Pittsburgh. Uh, 12.20 p.m. on the uh, – sorry, not 12.20. 12 o'clock on the ACC Network. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, uh, I like how you said it appropriately talk about Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, newsflash, everybody. Pittsburgh, really, really bad. They are really bad. This has and gone downhill quick, I, Mike. It has. All right. Well, anyway, uh, Pittsburgh and Rice on Saturday, huh? <laughs> yeah. The Panthers a 20-point home favorite against the Rice Owls uh, noon on the ACC Network. Uh, Pitt, yeah, hasn't been great. They have an overtime win over Youngstown State and three pretty brutal losses in various capacities to Penn State, Oklahoma State, and Georgia Tech. Uh, fair to say that Rice, frankly, might be the worst team they've played so far. Youngstown State might yes. be better than Rice is. Um, so Pitt should pretty easily – you know, have a get right weekend kind of here. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see if that comes to fruition or not. We're going to figure out something about the quarterback situation in this game, Mike, I think. Um, is Ben DiNucci the guy that they're going with going forward? Are they going back to Max Brown? What's that look like? Um, you know, maybe Pitt gets a little bit right in terms of the skill positions. Uh, Quadri Allison, Quadri Henderson, Jester Wea, guys like that. Uh, is the defense able to hold? I don't think Rice is really any good at all. I don't think Pitt's particularly good, but, you know, I, I think they're good enough to uh, smash Rice here. Rice is probably one of the worst teams in the country. 20-point favorite at home against Rice. I don't mind it. Talking about Pittsburgh, it adds a little element of danger here, but uh, I think I'm going to take the Panthers to cover 20 here, uh, and I don't feel great about it, but... Ultimately, I, I have no reason to believe in Rice, so give me Pitt to cover 20 at home. Likewise, I don't have a lot of reason to believe in Pitt. Um, I, I do think Pitt will win. Now, let's get that out of the way. I don't think Rice is going to upset Pittsburgh, so let's <laughs> let's leave that notion to the side. Um, yeah, Pitt wins. I think Rice covers three touchdowns. I don't know why, so don't ask me, but that's what I'm going to go with. If you look at S&P Plus, Rice on offense and on defense is bottom 15 in the country. Pitt, yeah, if, you, bad. if you do not win this game, Pat Narduzzi should be fired before you get back to the locker room. Like, yes. He should if not. If they give up more than, like, 14 points, um, that – look, if, if Rice gets on the board with, like, two touchdowns, uh, then we start to get into big-time cover territory because – Will Pittsburgh score 35? I mean, you know, maybe they do, but their quarterback situation right now is so bad um, that I'm just really, I, you know, the quarterback situation is so dire that I think it's one of those scenarios where Rice is really bad. They find a way to even backdoor cover here. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. 
Mike, Sean Watson is Pitt's offensive coordinator. He has got to earn his paycheck this weekend. Like, you've got to put up 40 on this team, I feel like. The total in this game is 50. Pitt's defense is bad enough that Rice themselves might eke out 17 to 20 points. Have to think this game goes over 50, but more importantly, Pitt, you've got to cover 20 here. Like, come on, just do something. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, moving on, Mike, Boston College, a seven and a half point home favorite against Central Michigan at one o'clock on the ACC network. And, um, I, I don't know where to start here. Um, Boston College is in a weird place right now. Um, I don't know that we can trust them for much of anything on, you know, I think I trust them on defense against a team like Central Michigan to some degree, but... It's not looking good. Boston College, by a lot of the advanced metrics, is the worst team in the ACC right now. Uh, they are not far ahead of Central Michigan. Not a good team either. Um, seven and a half points. I kind of lean Central Michigan here to cover. Um, Boston College has not been good. Uh, Central Michigan has a win at Kansas in, in Lawrence, which is something. Um yeah, I think give me Central Michigan to cover, but I think Boston College wins outright. Um, uh, let's call it 21-17. Not a bad pick. Uh, I'm going to take BC to win and cover here because I don't really know much about Central Michigan. Uh, fire up chips, right? Fire up chips. There we go. I got the slogan right. The Chippewas. Yeah. Um yeah, seven and a half. Like, Central Michigan, I guess, is a decent enough team, right? But, like, Boston College needs this win so badly. Like, they really need it. Um, they hung around with Clemson for three quarters last week. Clemson obviously was not firing on all cylinders in that game. But if you're BC and you can hang with Clemson for three quarters, you play the same type of game you, you just played um, against Central Michigan and put it all together, you should win by a touchdown or more. So give me BC to win and to cover here, albeit barely. Um, I think maybe a 10-point game is sounds about right, just because BC doesn't score a lot of points. So, you know, if they're going to win, it's not going to be by a ton, but I think it's by more than a touchdown. BC has gotten blown out three straight weeks, albeit by teams that are significantly better than Central Michigan. And their week, uh, their week one win on the road at Northern Illinois, uh, Northern Illinois is supposedly better than Central Michigan is uh, by S&P+. Plus. So picking Central Michigan to cover here is maybe not bright, but, man, there's a whole lot of mojo, uh, bad mojo around the dudes at Boston College right now. So uh, I'm going to stick with the chips to cover. Um, but I do think Boston College gets it done in the end, for better or worse. Um, but the struggles are probably going to continue here for the Eagles uh, in Chestnut Hill, I am sorry to say. Uh, last matchup, Mike, as the number 17 Louisville Cardinals or uh, let's, you know, just grab a number out of the air. They're a 47.5-point favorite out of uh, against Murray State at 3.30 p.m. on the ACC Network. Uh, when you start getting up towards seven touchdowns, even for an explosive, crazy offense like Louisville, you know that they're playing an FCS team. Uh, what the hell, let's take Louisville to cover. Uh, they did not cover 43.5 against Kent State last week, but I think Kent State is somewhat better than Murray State, so... Sure, I guess they'll make it a little worse here against Murray State. Uh, give me Louisville to cover 47 and a half. Uh, I want to see what Jawan Pass does in this game as he uh, takes over for uh, Lamar Jackson here in the second half, presumably. 
You can be like the dude on the Louisville message boards that want to move Jawan past a quarterback and Lamar Jackson out to a skill skill position, um, like a receiver or a running back role. Um, that's not exactly with a name like with a name like Jawan Pass. You know he was born to be a quarterback. Yeah, I mean that wasn't exactly the brightest thing I've ever seen written. But hey, um, yeah, give me Louisville to win and cover as well. For the love of God, I can't believe I just said forty-seven and a half. Seven freaking almost seven touchdowns, but yeah, I mean Murray State's an FCS school, and they haven't seen anybody like Lamar Jackson before. So yeah, give me Louisville, Mike. When you're walking, when you're walking into Lane Stadium Saturday night, and you pull out your phone, you check, and you find out that Louisville won this game fifty-six to three. Are you going to think that's like, you know, an unexpected result? Uh, not at all. I'm going to say, oh look, they covered. I won money. I'm just kidding. I'm Hell yeah. not putting money on this. I learned my lesson last week. Please do not bet on this game. This is a terrible idea. I might, I might bet on this game. Mike. I'm not going to bet on this game. Mike, we need to have a talk. I'm not going to bet on this game. Attaboy. Uh, Mike, I think that's all we got. There's only eight games involving ACC teams this weekend, but that's what happens when ten teams are involved in five conference matchups. So... Uh, a pretty dense weekend, I think. We're going to learn something about a lot of teams. We've got a couple teams trying to get right in Pitt and Boston College. And then you got Louisville trying to get ready for a Thursday night matchup against NC State next weekend. So it uh, should be a fun and educational weekend. Some would call it fun-educational. Um, we got to make picks of the week. And like I said, I'm going first. And uh, as we speak here, I am pressing the button and I am betting – Florida State to cover seven and a half on the road at Wake Forest. Um, I think that Florida State's getting undervalued here. Um, they are – like Wake Forest is in no way equipped to move the ball on Florida State's defense, uh, nor are they going to be able to stifle Florida State's offense in the way that you saw NC State do last weekend. I think the Seminoles are going to bounce back here, get their first win uh, overall as well as in conference play and kind of remind people why they were ranked in the top three to start the year. Give me the Seminoles to cover seven and a half. That's my pick of the week. Lock it in. Yeah, that's a big-time lock, a really easy bet that I'll be betting here shortly once we uh, wrap this thing up. Uh, Miami minus six and a half is my pick of the week over Duke. Um, I'm going to – I might die on this hill saying that Duke's not any good. (laughs) Um but if they beat Miami, I promise I will say that they're good. I know I said that I would say that after the Duke game, but or after the North Carolina game, sorry. But, I mean, I didn't really learn anything about Duke in that football game. They damn near almost lost. So, give me Miami to beat Duke. I don't think Duke's that good. I think they proved me right this weekend. I'm not sure the Hurricanes are all that good either. I think they're big-time overrated, but I do think they're a lot better than Duke in the skill positions, and I think that's why they win. So give me Miami minus 6.5 for my pick of the week. Mike, are we beyond the point of take-backsies at this point? Because you know who Miami plays next weekend. Uh, Yeah, Florida State. That would be Florida State. So you're really confident, highly confident, that Miami is really focused on beating Duke this weekend, right? Somehow, some way, yes, I am. Okay. You have more uh, more faith in Miami's mental fortitude than I do, um, so we'll just we'll stick with that. Sure. Uh, all right, I've got we're both taking the uh, competitors in that game, so I've got Florida State minus seven and a half. You got Miami minus six and a half. Both on the road in small stadiums in North Carolina. What could possibly go wrong here? Um, I think that about wraps it up, Mike. Is there anything that we missed or anything that you wanted to cover before we get out of here? No, nah, I think we're all set. 
So you're headed to Blacksburg. You're going to be in attendance at College Game Day. You're going to have a great sign. I'm excited for this. I do have a sign. Um, we'll kind of see what it ultimately says. I will also have a media pass to the game, so Ooh. might get a little uh, field access action in the last four minutes, which could get really interesting if it's a close game. Yeah, so watch at BC Podcast ACC on Twitter for uh, – pictures and quotes from the huddle and all those cool things that's for damn sure that's for damn sure i'll be looking out for you on college game day i'll uh, i'll take a picture if i see your sign out there um mike should be a fun week five in the acc this has been a good little preview i think uh like we said lots to be learned from all these teams this weekend uh so in the meantime as you guys watch these games you guys can find us on twitter i am at ftrs joey he's at mike mcdaniel acc and together we're at bc podcast acc you can also send us an email to the longest email address known to man, basketballconferencepodcast at gmail.com. Nailed it, buddy. Hell yeah. So send us your uh, your recipes and your questions and your uh, your links and all the other good stuff that you're thinking about. Uh, you could also find us on iTunes, on Google Play, on SoundCloud, on the Overcast app. You could find us all sorts of places. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the review button. Uh, rate us. Five stars would be great. Um, really appreciate those who are doing so. And Mike, where can they find us on the social medias? Facebook.com slash basketball conference. Rate, review, find all of our podcasts there, including this one that will go live prior to the week five action. Feel free to slide up in those DMs too. They're open. Um, in any case, uh, Mike, I feel like I'm forgetting something. Is there anything that usually I say something after this, right? No, maybe. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I probably do. Uh, Facebook.com slash basketball conference. Come find us there. Find us on all the places. Again, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, uh, Twitter, uh, Snapchat, Instagram, uh, what, Vine? That used to be a thing. Uh, Mike, do you still have your Zanga? Is your Zanga still available to come look at? But MySpace? Uh, never had a MySpace, actually, believe it or not. Also, Mike. Yeah, I know. It's a surprise. I, <laughs> social media fiend that I am, never had a MySpace. <laughs> Fair. Uh, by the way, you can also find Mike on InsideTheACC.com, where you can also find our podcast, so go check out that site. That's a pretty good stuff. Yeah, it's on there a lot, so check us out there, too. That's another spot where you can find our podcast, so it's good stuff. Absolutely. Trying to keep you all educated about the ACC season as much as we can, as much as anybody can, really. Uh, so, Mike, should be a fun weekend. Uh, you want to come back and recap these games with the end? Absolutely, buddy. Sounds good. Well, until then... We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, Tune in again next week as we recap these games. But until next time, for Mr. Mike McDaniel, I am Joey Weaver. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you later. And until then, go ACC. Go ACC.